Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fitted Japan, and I'm Johnny. And I'm Shank. That's right, and as you find folks know, Got Fitted Japan's about two dudes booze. Japan and the news. That's right, and this episode number... 199, bitches. 199. Oh my god, we survived. <laughs> I don't know how we've survived, but we're still kicking Johnny. Jesus Christ, still kicking. We've been through some thick times and some thin times, and uh, yeah, we're still here, man. <laughs> Dude, do you know how many times I've almost just, like, crushed my computer so I don't have to do the show anymore? Like six. <laughs> <laughs> I've been with you five of the times. <laughs> mm. Dude, I mean, it, it, you know what? Mm. Whether you like this motherfucking show or not, people, you have to give us credit for at least hanging in there once a week for fucking four years, man. Wait, is it four years or four and a half years? Well, you know, it's yeah. With all of the extra shows we did in between, when we were on vacations and when we had guests, yeah. unnumbered shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been it's been at least it was. We started in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's been four years, Johnny. Jesus, you know? four and years so in. I mean, three we're around locations. fifty episodes, including all the extras and stuff, and all the interview shows we did as fillers. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, number two hundred's coming up, man. 200 next week. And actually, Faders, um, we're not going to do a show uh, during the week. We're going to push until like next weekend and stuff. So if you don't get the show immediately, don't sweat it. We're definitely doing it and stuff, but we're just waiting a little bit so we get more uh, better stories and stuff. Even though every weekly story is pretty sweet, but we just want to have the cream of the crop next week. So fucking- Wouldn't it be shit if we had a episode 200 and every story was about panties? Just every story was just about... Actually, that sounds pretty that's, good. That's pretty all. awesome, dude. I, I'm like, dude, yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> what do we have to call? Do we got to call Saito-san and get permission? Like, Saito-san, I, I um, think- we need you to stir some shit up in uh, maybe Kawasaki, Ibaraki, some places and shit, just so we can get some cool stories. Come on, Saito-san. Yeah. If anybody can do it, it's got to be you. Yeah, yeah. Just pay Saito-san to go out there, do some upskirts, maybe steal some panties, you know, maybe buy some illegally, you know. Oh, totally. Just a whole panty episode. Dude, I don't even think we have to pay him. We're just like, dude, do it. He's like, panties, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, shit, man. What did you get into this week, my brother? Oh, man, I've got too many stories to tell and shit. But fucking one thing, all right, I know everybody all around the world is talking about this, but fucking our show is a comedy show, and uh, we do owe a little bit of respect and shit. And, um, yeah, dude, I got to say, man, fucking it's pretty fucked up that Robin Williams died this morning. Yeah, you know, like I I even opened Instagram and every picture was a picture of Robin Williams and I and it's like I understand it's shocking and you know he committed suicide so it makes it more dramatic like what you know like but I don't know dude like Facebook and Insta today is just all Robin Williams man Oh, yeah, totally. But the thing is, I mean, he's kind of like, in a way, our role model because he's the one that made, like, like narcotics kind of funny and stuff. I mean, if you watch some of his first, like, like uh, comedy, like, stand-up shows, he's, like, running around the audience pretending to throw, like, cocaine into the audience and make jokes about it and shit like that. Then he does, like, a somersault on the stage and shit, and he's talking so fast people can't keep up, like, like laughing to his jokes, you know? And I mean, his, his set was all about drugs, and he was on all of those drugs. 
Yeah, totally. Mork and Mindy. He said he doesn't remember doing half of Mork and Mindy. And he says, like, after Mork and Mindy was actually funnier than during the show when he's making the show and stuff. And fucking, was it Jonathan Witherspoon even said the same thing? He goes, yeah, you're pretty hyper on the show and off the show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it's because he was high on coke all the time, man. Totally, man. So basically, he was first, like, one, I mean, we just drink booze and shit. But, I mean, he was, like, one of the first comedians. Well, no, George Carlin. I take that back. I mean, George what? Carlin was all about, like, getting fucked up and making jokes about it, too. But he was just a little bit more of political satire, right? Yeah, well, and then there was also, uh, there was also, uh, you know, Richard Pryor, right? And Richard Pryor was high as shit. He wasn't saying that he was high as shit, but he was high as shit on a lot of his uh, uh, stand-up specials, right? Yeah, totally. Richard Pryor, but he's definitely a god, too. But, yeah, Robin Williams is, like, one of the last of, like, the guys from the 70s, you know? Didn't Richard Pryor set his own balls on fire or something? Catch his head on fire, too, or something? Uh, no, I think a crack pipe exploded in his face while he was smoking crack and PCP <laughs> together. And I think, like, some of the glass landed on his balls. <laughs> Folks, don't sit down and smoke crack. It's like the, you, you know, smoke people, crack, walk around or something. People do dabs, like weed dabs over in the in Washington State, over in the States, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, like hit a torch with that shit. And I've heard like two or three stories so far of people's torches blowing up in their faces. Oh, like, God. Fuck just think, that. just think you like you're scarred for life because smoking a joint wasn't enough for you. You had to just go and get that blowtorch out and hit them dabs. Why couldn't they just walk across the street and buy a bottle of, like, like whiskey or fucking beer or some shit like that? I mean, you can never get... Well, you can get hurt with a beer bottle. I take that back. <laughs> I totally take that. You can get hurt in many creative ways with a beer bottle if you think about it. Oh, dude. Yes. Yes, you can, man. Call any emergency room and ask any doctor. Be like, uh, have you ever seen a beer bottle? And the doctor's like, oh, in a vagina? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, seen that I have an times. x-ray right here. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the anal one. God, I got these in alphabetical order. Awesome. A, B, C, D, E, V, uh, yeah, vagina. Urethra <laughs> comes after that. No, before. Oh, out of order. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if anyone's got their fucking dick hole around the top of a bottle before. Oh, dude, I'm sure they have, dude, because we have one thing in America that all other countries don't have. We've got fucking Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Florida's just kind of shaped like a wiener. So I imagine that, you know, sounding, where they stick, like, the sounding rods up in, up the pee hole, mm. start dinging that shit. I bet you that's just, that's got to be popular shit. Oh, God, and if it's going to happen anywhere, it's got to happen in Florida. Which part of Florida is the worst? Would it be Miami? Would it be, like, Orlando? Yeah, I think the, the South Beach, Miami, I don't think that that's where a lot of the weirdness happens. Maybe some shootings and shit like that, you know, a little bit of drug dealing and stuff. But I think it's when you get over into those the northern part, over into those countryside areas mm. where people are deep country. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, deliverance and shit. Oh, yeah, people squeal uh-huh. like a pig. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Uh, but no offense to all our listeners in Florida. We love you guys. The Sunshine State, oranges, uh, alligators, go gators. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're, you know, you're similar to our Osaka, you know? Yes, yes. So Osaka, our like jingle is Osaka, Aishiru. What would Florida be? Florida be more like, oh, there is a place down south. It's called Florida. Smoke PCP <laughs> and crack out of your ass. It's called Florida. Bing, 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 bing. Dude, actually, I had a guy on our Twitter page, on our mm. Gotfate Japan Twitter, that uh-huh. he had, uh, he had actually two guys, another guy that I play words with friends with, oh, had geez. asked as well as where the fuck did the floor, did the Osaka song come from? 
And I was like, I don't know. Like, and I tried to explain it to one dude. I was like, I don't know. Like, you know that we do anth- there's a lot of anthems in Japan. You know, you have school anthems, you have your mm. your work, a lot of companies, big corporations do, they'll do, have their do. like yeah. their anthem for employees to motivate employees. You know, everything on TV has an anthem to it. Morning Taiso, morning exercises have their own music to them. Mm-hmm. And one time Johnny just sang a fucking anthem, man. Dude, I was so fucking drunk. And this is after like fucking like like 10 like like really heinous stories coming out of Osaka and shit. And just like one right after the other and shit. And I was so wasted. I was like, it needs a jingle. <laughs> it needs a jingle. <laughs> Give him a jingle. I love you, Osaka. Stay classy. <laughs> oh, shit. Somebody else actually, the one of the guys also uh, hit us up on Twitter and asked, mm-hmm. do we ship t-shirts internationally? Yes, yes we, do. we do. You don't pay for the shipping either, man, because we're just doing it for promo. So remember, if you want to get a t-shirt, go to gotfaitjapan.com. Boom. Merch. That's it. So that's my week. Um, yeah, dude, you were MIA for like what seven, eight, twelve days or some ah, shit. What five happened? days. I was on a business trip for five days, and I was out in Ibaraki, which is uh, two prefectures away from Tokyo. So it's Tokyo Prefect, Tokyo City Prefecture, Chiba, Ibaraki. I was in a small town called Kashima, Ooh. which is not almost to the ocean, but it's on these like kind of waterways going in towards the ocean, right? Well, that's cool. Um. Nothing there, Johnny. Absolutely nothing there, right? Uh, dude, so sometimes it's good to get out of Tokyo. I was staying at the... It was. The one good thing was it was a bit cooler. You know, you're out of the city, nice little breeze and stuff. Hmm. There's all these rivers around. So, like, when I was out, like, at night after work, go skating or go grab a street beer or something like that, it wasn't quite as hot as it is in Tokyo. But, literally, there was... There's almost no young people. The only young people I saw were the people working at 7-Eleven. Did you hang out with them? You're like, hey, what time you get off, baby? I'm like, I was like, <laughs> the, the girl was must have been like 17. Dude. <laughs> I was thinking about you gotta that. Gotta go to church too. after work. <laughs> you know what? When when my single friends are like, you know what, dude? I love summer because there's just way more chicks out, man. Yeah, dude. It's because they're high school chicks that are out of school for fucking summer, dude. <laughs> Your friends are pedophiles. <laughs> Dude, that's true. There are tons of chicks and shit. Oh, my God. I mean, God. Uh, granted, more skin comes out, so it might seem like there's more women. Those those extra added women are actually students that are not in school at the moment, you know? So they happen to be out at the beach and at the park and shit. Um, but no, okay. Anyways, Kashima, Kashima City. Not much up there. I stayed at the big hotel there, uh, the Itako Hotel. Cool. And Dude, this, I'm sure, was a fucking awesome hotel during the bubble 1985 it must have just been orgies and booze people in the pool just skinny dipping getting their freak on in the in the fucking sento and the onsen and the wait a second um, was, it, was there a lot of people that were still working there with like haircuts like sean penn and carlito's way but just more gray or something well, yeah <laughs> they're just they're kind of lingering around still like with like come back hair but they're like 65 now mm. Yeah, well, it is all local people running the place. I have to say, the staff are pretty fucking rude, man. Anyways, uh, so this so this hotel, you could tell that it peaked in like '85 or something like that. They had like a one room. They had like a a wedding store where you can buy like wedding dresses and like stuff to have a wedding in the hotel. You know, tomorrow's my birthday. Stuff, but it was sealed off. And everything was like old and dusty in there. There was all these banquet halls. Half of them were not being used, so they like had plates and placemats that looked like they hadn't been washed for like ever. Um, they had it had a pool, 
on on the roof on one of the cool. roofs, which was like a pretty dope pool that was actually clean. Mm -hmm. But uh, they also had two boats, like for like party boats that I never saw leave the dock once. Whoa. It was like they were party boats back in the day, but they were just kind of like old and decrepit and like just kind of floating out in front of the hotel. Um, it was weird, man. It was kind of like being in a ghost hotel that actually still served patient patrons, you know? Dude, I was just going to say The Shining. It sounds like The Shining with people. It was a big hotel, too. And but where, what, what it was full of while I was there was lots of school groups out there for, like, their basketball club or soccer club. In the summertime in Japan, lots of students who are in clubs, like sports clubs mm -hmm. or some sort of athletic club, they go to the countryside for, like, a one- or two-week uh, practice where they just do intensive practice. They go and practice all day. It's like seventh-grade camp or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a big tradition in Japan. So if you're on a rugby team, soccer team, baseball team for two weeks in the summer, you always go off to some countryside hotel or ryokan or something, and you do like, uh, you know, you just train for two weeks, you know? Hmm, that's um, cool. It's kind of like a so baseball team. Yeah, exactly. So there was like a bunch of like kids out there and stuff. Um, maybe for me, when I was a kid, it was like Canadian exchange for soccer. Oh. Did you guys do that? No, Can Canadian exchange like. So I, I'm from Washington State. Where in the summer times is what you would do is you would you would go for one week and play soccer up in Canada against a Canadian team. You had like a partner team, right? Soccer. Yeah, and then in the the following year, that team would come down to your town, and I, I, the the players would stay. One player was always matched with one other, you know, kid and. You had a kid over at your house, and then you'd go pizza party, play a couple soccer games against each other, join a tournament and whatnot. Oh, weird. You know, I thought all they did over there was play, like, hockey and stuff. But again, I mean, they are kind of, like, a little bit slightly European and shit. So, I mean, yeah, I guess soccer makes sense. But, I mean, that means basically, like, you guys completely lost, like, every game, right? Hey, dude, we got our asses tromped every fucking year, dude. <laughs> Just oh, our asses. Cause, plus, like, I don't know what it was. I think our team had, like, two or three good players. And, like, uh, everyone else is just there because their parents kind of made them join a soccer team, you know? <laughs> we like, don't like you little brats around here. Go up to Canada. Yeah. Learn some like, manners, eh? Why can't I play football? Because you hurt yourself. Play soccer. Go to Canada. Dude, those <laughs> kids slide tackling my fucking ass. Jesus, I thought they're polite. Then again, I guess they're not polite when they play hockey. So why be polite when you got to play fucking soccer, right? They are generally polite people, but uh, not if they're full of booze <laughs> or if they're wearing fucking hockey skates. <laughs> Sorry, I broke your neck, eh? <laughs> so, like, I was out in Kashima, uh, Kashima and, uh, dude, there really wasn't that many people out there. By the mm. fourth day, dude, I was starting to get, I was, I was starting to turn into Jack in the Shining, dude. I started kind of hunting halls, you know, at night. You know, you have a few beers in your room. You're walking these empty corridors at night. It's like, all work and no play. And then, dude, I, I took the bus back in. Because the train takes forever to get out there. You'd have to transfer a hundred times to get out there. Ugh. And I, I took a bus back in. It's only like an hour and a half. Just at the bus stop at Tokyo Station, I saw more people than I saw in the past five days. Jesus, man. Dude, that's 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 weird, man. Yeah, I don't like isolation like that, dude. Like, being in a forest, I can handle for like maybe like a day or something. Or like maybe in the countryside for like maybe a day. But I mean, anything more than that, dude, I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Then again, I got an iPhone. I can listen to podcasts. I like pull up in like fetal position shit and just listen to fucking like a sick and wrong or something. So in other words, Johnny, you can never be a contestant in the Hunger Games. No, you'd fuck that. The, after the first night in the woods, you'd be like, I'm bored. 
This sucks. <laughs> Why don't you guys just die? My battery died. Fuck, I can't play fucking whatever fucking game. I don't know. I gotta find some berries and ferment them. God damn it. It's gonna take me two weeks of waiting around. Fuck, shit. Fuck, fuck, shit. shit fuck, Poison shit, berry fuck, beer. Fuck, shit. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, shit. Johnny, you know what? What's up? This show is about beer. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's about it's, comedy too. It's about comedy. And Japan and hotels. Ghost hotel. It's Dude, fucking hey. A lot of sexy time hotels in our stories, but more importantly, it's about the fucking news. Hell yeah. Okay, so how are we gonna do this verbal game of a life and death battle of rock, paper, and scissors? Okay, we'll say rock, paper, scissors, bam. And okay. then say what you're gonna do, okay? Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Wait, we have to do it in Japanese. It's just not right. Yeah. So dude. when I say poi, then say what you're going to say. All right? Okay, okay. Saishoa right. good. Jump in poi and then say. Scissors. Okay, fuck. Okay, ready? One more time. Saishoa good. Jump in poi. Scissors. Rock. Paper. All right, fucker, you go. No, no, go for it, man. You got it. You got it. Okay. All right. Speaking of like like hotels and like big things in the 80s and stuff, my story is about an SDF pilot arrested for taking photos up girl's skirt at train station. Wait for mm. it. In Chiba, a 42-year-old air self-defense force pilot has been arrested after he took photos up a girl's skirt at a train station in Nagareyama, Chiba Prefecture. According to police, the suspect identified as Shigetaka Kitaka. Wait, Katakagiri took photos up a 27-year-old woman's skirt. Now, that's actually kind of old for somebody doing something like this. 42 to 27. Then again, I guess it's half his age. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I was going to say, at least she wasn't 17. 27, you know. Well, usually they do 17. Usually it's like the schoolgirls. I get this shit. But um, 27-year-old woman's skirt with a smartphone while riding an escalator at Nagareyama Otekarunomi Station at around 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday, TBS reported. Police said, now this is where it gets good, police said that while taking the pictures, Katagiri's phone came into contact with the woman's buttocks, causing her to (laughs) notice and cry out, Karagi attempted to flee the scene but was chased and caught by the woman and a man who had been nearby at the time. According to the Ministry of Defense, in April of last year, Giddy was transferred from ASDF to the Ministry of Defense Inspector General Headquarters. Inspector, huh? Yeah, here we go. (laughs) I shall be the General Inspector of all Boutet. Oh my god. Now this is fucking insane because I mean basically this guy's going up this this pilot is going up the stairs and shit with a fucking smartphone and stuff and and instead of like like you know kind of like holding it at like a foot dis- distance and shit I think that's average you know of what they do is about a foot or something uh, he uh. just shoved that phone right up her ass and shit and started clicking off those photos and shit and of course she noticed she screams out and shit and that guy's fucking running away and shit you know what he's doing as he's running away dude he's thinking Top Gun baby all the way dude he's fucking singing the song and Danger shit Danger Zone oh dude no 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 he's got singing something like this my way to the brown zone dun, dun, dun. gonna take it my way to the brown zone gonna get some brown brown hi hershey highway to the brown zone drip 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 
Oh, dude. <laughs> Maybe like the background music would be the. He must have a fucking Fisher Price smartphone, dude, because doesn't he know that there's a fucking zoom on the cameras? He doesn't have to fucking stick the camera all the way up her butt, you know? Hey, man, that's how these fly boys operate and shit, dude. I mean, shit. <laughs> Do you think this guy is fucking, like, such a fly boy and shit that fucking, like, when he walks into, like, a fucking, like, like the neighborhood, like, fucking pilot bar and shit or pilot dive bar and stuff, he goes in and he meets his friend fucking Maverick and he meets the Iceman, he meets Goose Iceman. and shit, and fucking they go to you and they go, so, uh, we all got cool nicknames. What's your cr- your name? He goes, my name is Crackhore. <laughs> <laughs> His name is going to be something like Bootylicious. Dude, I think Crackcore is pretty good, man. <laughs> I'm the whore of the crack. Iceman would uh, be like, you can ride my tail anytime. <laughs> oh, man. Well, then again, he's probably sick of all the fucking, like, I mean, there he is. He's fucking in a, in a plane, a fighter plane, fighting around and shit like that and stuff. And the only photos he can take are, like, photos of, like, fucking titties and shit. And maybe if you see so many titty-like shots and shit, he's like, dude, you know what? I got to fucking do something completely different and shit like that. Those fucking Navy boys, they get all the fucking ass and shit. I'm going to become an ass man. So fucking maybe he just tried to, like, you know, switch <laughs> oversides or something. I think the Navy boys do get a lot of ass, but I think it's a different kind of ass, Johnny. Oh, shit, I guess you're right. Nothing well, this guy was confused, too. With the Navy, guys. I'm not just joking, man. Just joking. Oh, shit, oh, yeah. Dude. I don't want to get, like, I'll be in a bar somewhere, like, down in Yokosuka, and a couple guys need to come up to me and be like, I heard what you said about us Navy boys. They're going <laughs> to take me in the back room, and who knows what they'll do with me, Johnny. Well, we're going to make you screw like a pig, Florida style. <laughs> dude, um, another thing about... About this is okay. So he he touches her butt with the camera, mm-hmm. taking the photo, First and mistake. then he starts to bolt that chick. She's like twenty seven. She must have been like a former track meet star or something. She's like, fuck this shit. She fucking chases down a pilot, man. Dude, those ten- guys, don't those guys like have to work out regularly to pass like fitness tests and shit? See, now you're getting the fucking like the Air Force mixed up with the Marines. No, pilots just sit around in a chair all day, dude. They like basically <laughs> they play video games. And now that they got drones and shit, they are playing video games. He's just sitting yeah. around on his fat ass and shit, pushing buttons. This guy yeah. ain't doing shit. And this bitch, I bet you anything, she's got fucking high heels and shit, and she's running around until she fucking tackled him and shit. Oh, yeah, man. I'm a. I, I've got five kills as a pilot. You know, like I got my own cockpit in my office in Arizona. You want to see my cockpit? My oh shit, man! I know, dude. Man, nowadays you have these drone pilots. Man, they don't have to do shit. They don't even have to fly a fucking plane. Man, they fly in a remote control like a uh, drone around right basically yeah totally i mean being a pilot sucks these days why join yeah. the air force i mean you're just gonna be sitting around fucking looking at a like a fake little monitor and shit it's basically like playing nintendo i wonder if there's one rogue nerd fucking drone pilot out there and he does flybys on the tower you know like, <laughs> just like maverick did you know <laughs> People spilling their coffee all over their papers and shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking crack whore. <laughs> Damn that Saito. Damn Saito. Doing it again. Drone. Drones. Dude, I'm surprised drones don't crash more often and shit, dude. Fucking if there's nobody up there and shit and fucking if they lose like contact with like fucking like their, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, radar or something like that, they could just like fucking just crash anywhere, right? Remember the I'm a j- dinner jacket, the Iranian president? That uh, he claimed that they, they had shot down a drone or one crashed in Iran or something. Oh. And they had pictures of it and it looked like someone had made it out of cardboard. 
It's well, like, dude, that's what a lot of planes look like when they crash. There's cardboard pieces and shit like that. They're still made of fucking like two by fours and shit. Like they're skeletons, right? I don't know about two by fours. That would be pretty sick, though. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna fly soon, do not listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, but it is basically just like fucking aluminum and fucking al- aluminum siding wrapped around a fucking you know frame with a bunch of petrol thrown in there for extra flammability. You know. God, dude. Yeah, flying is not cool, man. I fucking I hate flying. You do you like flying? Yeah, I you know I got a good system down. I think I talked about it on the show before. But oh yeah, like I do pretty well. I do pretty well with the flying. Before I used to, I used to. Have you, you know, in Fight Club when uh, when Edward Norton Jr. was saying like every time I take off, I like pray that there's an impact and like I every after seeing that movie, dude, that first scene where people are getting like ripped out of their seats and flying out the side. Yeah. Every time I took off, I was like, that's gonna happen right now. I know it. I know it. A plane's gonna fly into us, and I'm gonna be ripped out of this fucking fuselage. And I'm gonna fly to my death in this shitty seat with no I, lumbar support. I really hope that you're thinking that, and you're not saying that out loud. Because if you're saying that out loud and shit, dude, that, I think that's called an act of terrorism these days. Yeah, the guy next to me. He's <laughs> like, dude, just please himself. shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, can I be transferred to another plane or seat or something? I'll, I'll fucking pay for a fucking business class. I got a credit card. It works still. Do you still. have a parachute by chance? Just in case. This guy next to me is a fucking psycho. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, that's a fucking funny thing. The only people on the whole fucking airplane that have parachutes are the captains. That seems like a little bit unfair. And what do I get? I get an inflatable fucking seat cushion. That's that ain't going help shit, dude. Uh-uh. You might as well make me a fucking bobber for fucking rabid sharks, dude. Oh, dude. Yo, God. It's like a little fart cushion being in the ocean for five days until somebody discovers you and shit, I can dude. I stick my face in that fart cushion with all those old, stale fucking farts in my face while floating in the ocean around a bunch of dead corpses, if I'm not dead myself already, what, being fucking circled by sharks. Dude, no. No. Yeah, flying sucks. Flying yeah. sucks. All right, man. What do you got? I got a good story. It's been in the news a lot. Um, Hmm. I just watched like two things on TV, watched a little bit of background in the Japanese news about it, Hmm. got a little bit here in English. It's set in Bangkok, but it's Japanese businessman fathered 13 surrogate babies in Thailand. Whoa, wait a second. And we're not talking about fathered 13 surrogate babies from one woman, Johnny. Wait, is this kind of like a part-time job or is this kind of like what they call like a working holiday? <laughs> well, so I got to go on another business trip. <laughs> well, let's get into that. Thai police said Friday they had found four more babies they suspected were fathered by a Japanese businessman who has fled from Thailand, bringing the total to 13 discovered in Bangkok this week. Lucky number. Surrogacy scandals have gripped Thailand this week after an international outcry over a Down syndrome baby left with this Thai birth mother when his Australian biological parents took the, his twin sister back to Australia. Uh, okay, so there's kind of two stories interwoven here, and I'll explain mm. it. Um, so what first in the news right now, a big one in Australia for our Australian listeners, is there was a couple that maybe they couldn't have babies, so they hired a surrogate mother in Thailand to have their baby. The woman had twins. One baby was normal. One was a Downs baby. They took the normal baby and left the Downs baby. Makes sense. So then, so then I'm not going to talk about the background of it. There's interviews. If you want to watch that shit, that's Australian news. Motherfuck the Australian news. But that's mm. been the news this week. So, But now, Thai police had found this Japanese businessman um, 
They raided a condominium in Bangkok on Tuesday and found nine surrogate babies, their nannies, and a pregnant surrogate mother. On Friday, police found four more babies, though they did not give details about their health or say where they were found. Oh, shit. You know what this reminds me of? What? Two words. Pink flamingo. Explain, Johnny. Wait, haven't you seen the movie, the John Waters movie, Pink Flamingo with Divine? No, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some Divine and Waters movies, but I've never seen Pink Flamingo. Explain it. Oh, my God. Dude, Pink Flamingo is fucking like John Waters' first movie and stuff. He shot on like a 16-millimeter like camera and shit. Most of it was handheld and stuff. Sound is terrible. Audio is fucked. Video is messed up and shit. But basically, it's about like this family, kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. And I haven't seen uh-huh. it since I was in college. But basically, they want to win like the, the, the most fucked up award or was it called the most grotesque award. So what they do is they kidnap ladies and shit and they make them into surrogated mothers and shit. They get them pregnant just to have the babies and they sell the babies at a, an adoption, uh, like an adoption company and shit like that. And as they're doing this as like their main job and trying to win awards, they have all these other like weirdo adventures and shit. I am going to have to watch that because I like John Waters' stuff. It's all good, man. It's his first movie. Oh, dude, this guy does the asshole dance and shit. And I, and I, I recommend watching that in Fast Forward. Don't watch it in slow motion, dude. It's really bad. <laughs> you're like, you're pressing the slow motion button. You're like, why won't this fast forward? Why oh. won't this? Ooh. Dude, it's fucking crazy. And one part where they introduce fucking Divine and shit. This is like the best part of the movie, in my, in my personal opinion. <clears throat> Divine, real transvestite and shit, is a fucking big dude woman, Himsham. She's fucking walking down the street. What they did is they go to the worst ghetto of the city. I think it was in Memphis, right? Where there's yep. fucking like all these widows and people just hanging out and shit like that. Lots of ghetto in Memphis. It's so fucked up, right? So what they do is they, they, they fucking have Divine get out in the street on the sidewalk and walk like sexy down the street in front of all these fucking like, like people and shit like that. And they're in a car, safe away and shit, videotaping everybody's expression. Every night videotaping, filming everybody's expression and shit. And everybody's expression is completely natural. Dudes are in slow motion turning their head and cigarettes slowly dropping from their fucking mouths, dude. They're watching this guy walk by, dude. It is the funniest fucking shit, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't seen it in like fucking 15 years and shit. But if you got a moment, dude, definitely watch Pink Flamingo, dude, just for that scene. I'm going to check it out, man. Um, This man, the unnamed man, who his lawyer claims is a rich Japanese businessman... Ooh. And the surrogate father of the babies is 24 years old and has visited Thailand 65 times over the past two years, according to Thai immigration Holy authorities. Shit. His lawyer said the man actually resides in Hong Kong and that he departed Thailand for Macau early Thursday. Um, so basically what this dude – and then I saw the Japanese interview. The, uh, the lawyer – as a Thai lawyer speaks English. He was uh, on the Japanese news. And he was saying, basically, this is a rich millionaire in his young 20s. And he wants babies to look after his estate when he's dead someday or whatever fucking reason. So he went to Thailand and had fucking 13 surrogate babies, dude. No way, dude. 60 times going to Thailand, dude. If he goes there and he fucks five times a day or maybe five times a week and shit, dude. Yeah. They only found 13, dude. That's a fucking tip of the iceberg, dude. That's another thing. So check this out. In Thailand, hiring, paying a woman to be a surrogate mother is not illegal. There's no law against it. It's unregulated. Mm-hmm. However, illegal prostitution, although usually they turn the other cheek and like really it's, you know, how the what everyone imagines about Thailand is true, right? Yeah. But uh, the, it's that's has a little bit more regulation. So what I think, Johnny, is mm. this dude's a millionaire. 
he wants to get his weenie wet. So he's just like, you know, fuck it. I'll just do it under the under the guise of surrogate fatherhood. I'll go over there. I'll pay these women some money. I'll have to ba- I get a bang each one at least, you know, 30, 40 times to make sure she's nice and, you know, hopped up on my seed. And then I'll just get the next woman. Bang her a whole bunch of times. Get a baby. Next one. I got enough money. I'm rich, bitch. Dude, but kids are really expensive. Like, let's just say 13. Let's just say maybe, all right, if he's gone there 60 times, let's just say he's got 30 kids or 30 babies and shit, dude. <laughs> they, find, they just keep on finding more babies in closets, in the drawers, under the behind the toilet, under the sink. Dude, totally, man. Just think about this, man. Okay. All right. Thailand's probably is a very, very, very cheap country. It's becoming more expensive, but overall, it's pretty cheap and shit. This guy's going over there and having all these kids, dude. Fucking, as you know, kids are expensive, dude. Once, like, these kids reach, like, 18 years old and shit, and he's got to pay for college, what if some of them are smart and actually go to, like, good colleges and shit? This guy's not going to be rich anymore, dude. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's it cost to raise a child? $100,000? couple hundred thousand dollars? And then he's got, like, 13 of them now that they've found, you know? What other ones does he have? Dude, he's got to have at least 30, dude. I'm saying at least 30. Because, I mean, nobody. whenever somebody gets busted for doing something, like, let's say a murderer or, like, let's say, like, like a, a rapist or, let's say, an arson person or something, when they bust them, they bust them for the, the latest crime, right? They don't bust them for, like, all the previous crimes that they got away with and shit like that. So I'm assuming this guy might even have up to, like, maybe 100 babies all running around and shit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's got, like, a certain mole, like, on his forehead, and there's, like, all these kids, like, 100 kids in fucking Thailand, 100 babies of fucking moles on their forehead or some shit, Half dude. Japanese, mole on their forehead, named Saito-san. Oh, Jesus, that's crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine Christmas, dude? A hundred like fucking Christmas presents dude even if he goes to the fucking 100 yen shop dude it's still gonna cost him 100 bucks <laughs> I mean he's either starting an army maybe he's having all of these kids so that he can sell them later on down the road when like the stock market crashes he's like I'm gonna invest in my future I'm a stock whiz you know what better to invest in is future labor mm. you know he's oh, gonna be true. like yeah yeah you know he's hedging his bets as they say in the hedging finance world Jesus, yeah, dude. I mean, what's what is it? The Wolf of uh, Wall, Wall Street. Street. I just watched that while I was on my trip for the first time, and you know what? I'd have to say it was just okay. A lot of what you'd expect: eighties, rich, do a bunch of coke and drugs, fuck it all up. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much about every eighties movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, fucking yeah, risky business all the way through. Then again, a risky business. That guy did come out in the end pretty uh, uh, well. Live and die in L.A. Was it living? Was it leaving Las Vegas? That's another one. Las Vegas. Oh, that was from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie got me laid once. Can't believe it, dude. Can you believe how dark that chick must have been to watch that movie with me and be like, you know what? I want some now. <laughs> Maybe she just wanted a little comfort. She goes, I've seen my future, and I might as well live life to the top as much as I can. Give me a dick. Give me the dick. <laughs> it's all oh, over. dude, man, dark. Dark. That's pretty fucking dark, dude. Oh, man. So, at any rate, uh, this man, he's got a lawyer. He's lawyered up, of course, because he's a fucking millionaire. They, on TV, they showed the nine of the babies because they just found four. I don't, they don't, they don't say where they found the four. Like, I have no idea. Maybe they found them in a dumpster out back. They found them, like, you know, down the road. They don't know who the mothers are because they were, I, I think that almost all of them were just being raised by nannies besides the one pregnant fucking uh woman that was there you know like surrogate mother so i think all the other mothers are out of the picture and there's just all the he just hired all these nannies to come and take care of his quote unquote children 
you know? What are they going to do with these kids? Can they sell them and shit? I can see. Like you can't sell the kids, man. No, like an adoption <laughs> thing or whatever. I mean, adoption companies, they sell kids all the time, right? You know what I would say they should do is hmm. they should they should take this dude. Well, I mean, again, there's no law. I don't know. But they should take, okay, let's say take half of his money. Mm-hmm. Take half of his money, divide it by 13, maybe take a little money aside in case he's got more kids hiding out there. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, split the, the money amongst the kids and then adopt the kids out, man. Um, I'm going to say that uh, this guy might be my dad. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I'm i not sure if I really belong to my parents and stuff. I look nothing like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you, Johnny, would be the whitest Thai Japanese person in the history of the world. Hey, man, it's always the first for anything. <laughs> you're like, no, no, man, I'm a, what do you call it? You know, when uh, you're all white, but you're not supposed to, what, what's that called? Albino. Albino, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just an albino, half Japanese, half Thai. It's dude, all good. I'm so drunk half the time and shit, my eyes are pretty red. You're like, hey, what's <laughs> up, dude? I'm an albino. What's up? daddy <laughs> Now, where's my money? <laughs> where's my money and Christmas gifts? <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. Well, dude, you know what? I'm mm. in a sweat box right now, sweating bullets, dude. We need to take a break. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, I could use another drink. All right, fucking, you know what to do. Remember, people, go to GodfadeJapan.com where you can donate to the show, which is fucking awesome. You can also go to uh, Facebook where you can check out our links and you can definitely help out the show by sharing, sharing, sharing. Also, our sponsor is... Our sponsor is God Muso. God Muso is located comfortably in Asagaya, about 10 minutes away from Shinjuku on the Chuo Line. Come down to Asagaya and have a couple of drinks. Thursdays, I'm sometimes working for my new cigar and whiskey night. If you like cigars and whiskey, come on down on Thursdays. Don't forget to tip me. And uh, if you're available on uh, Saturdays, come on down because we're always having bands play and shit like that. So come on down to God Muso. God Muso, God Muso. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. How was it last time, dude? Oh, wait, wait, the party or the uh, cigar night? Yeah, the, the, the whiskey cigar night, man. Oh, I was going to swing by, but to be honest, I got too fucked up, and I went outside, and I was thinking about getting on my bicycle and riding down. I was like, I'm not going anywhere, dude. I am way too fucking wasted right now. Oh, shit, dude. You should rode your skateboard, man. <laughs> and uh, what up, Pat, in Australia? Thanks for $20, man. Thanks for donating to the show. If you go to GodFadeJapan.com, you can donate to the show anywhere from $5 on up. And it helps pay for our hosting. It helps pay. And more importantly, it helps pay for our booze. Shit, and I tell yeah. you what, Pat, we're putting this into the fucking uh, slush fund for episode, episode 200. 200 and I have week. a feeling we're going to be drinking a bunch of whiskey and a bunch of beers. Uh, yeah, whiskey. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with the top five. All right, faders, peace. Peace. Yo, what's up, folks? There's a couple of things we love here at Got Faded Japan, and, well, as you know, it's booze and news. But one thing we also love is art. We love art at Got Faded Japan. And in fact, you should love art too. So come on down to thespillthink.com, thespillthink.com. We have all your artistic needs. We've got paintings for sale, t-shirts for sale. Hells yeah, we even have a book. Come on down and check out the book. We've got videos. If you'd like to see a couple of videos on how the art is made, check it out too. And also, thespillthink.com can also be used for commission. If you have something in mind that you want to be made, come on down to thespillthink.com and have it made for you. Thespillthink.com. Making art, producing art for all your artistic needs. Thespillthink.com. Am I going to say it again? Fuck yeah, I'll say it again. Thespillthink.com. I'll even spill it. 
T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com, spillthink.com. song, isn't it? Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet the second half of Got Fitted Japan, and I'm still Johnny. And I'm still Shank. That's right, and we're still doing this, motherfucker. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Top five, number five. Woman's body found in cardboard box. Ooh, shit. Do you think somebody was like kind of like leaving their job after they got laid off or fired or some shit? And they're like, fuck all these papers. I'm just taking the body. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is not a good form of dead body disposal, man. You don't just stick it in a cardboard box. Come on, man. What, are you going to throw some mothballs in that bitch and hope that fucking nobody finds it? Mothballs? I thought you were supposed to use lime. Have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah, right? You're not fucking storing fucking old clothes here, man. Oh, man, that's pretty fucked up. Dude, poor girl, dude. Your final destination is a fucking cardboard box. Not even a wooden box, not even dirt, a cardboard box. It probably says, like, Sony on the side. You don't even know, Johnny. Maybe Mm. she lived in a cardboard box, and it was her natural state. The guy was just... Oh, she just overdosed or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Tochigi, the body of a woman believed to have been deceased for at least three days, has been found in a cardboard box in Sano, Tochigi Prefecture, police said on Wednesday. Uh, According to police, the box was discovered on Monday by a man who happened to be running under a roadway on a slope near a rock quarry. Now, this guy's fucking suspect. Who the fuck goes running down a slope near a rock quarry under a goddamn roadway? I know. Junkies. He's down there, like, <laughs> catching his fix and shit. He fucking passes out and shit, like, next to, like, a cardboard box. Wakes up. Inside the cardboard box, he notices a body and shit, but he's been out for, like, three days. I bet this guy is it, dude. Fucking A. I'm Inspector Gadget, motherfucker. He's the guy. Yeah, that's when that's when you, like, take off your clothes, but you leave on your, like, little, like, your little underwears. And, like, you know, you have your wife beater on. You're like, no, I was just out jogging, sir. Just jogging. <laughs> just jogging. <laughs> I'm practicing for the Olympics, god damn it. <laughs> um, according to police, the box was discovered by the man. Um, TBS quoted police as saying that the victim is estimated to be between 15 and 35 years old. Ooh. Approximately 160 centimeters tall. Slightly overweight. And has mostly brown hair with a small amount of red mixed in. Um, no noticeable external external wounds were found on the body, and nothing was found on the body itself uh, or in the clothes that would help identify the body. Fifteen hmm. to thirty-seven years old with red hair sounds like she's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, for sure she's a. Uh, she, well, she, she has her hair, like, if she's Japanese, then she's obviously had her hair done, right? Yeah. Brown hair with little red mixed in. Slight, a little bit chubby. A little bit chubby, you know? Can't be home. Well, then again, are homeless people chubby in Japan? You know what? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think that you have, like, a large supply. Well, I mean, I guess it's not like you're eating organic vegetables and shit, you know? Oh, you my know, God. Well- you're right, dude. Yeah. She's a goth girl that ran away from home. Lived underneath this, like lived lived underneath a bridge, kind of like like who did that? Kurt Cobain did that for a couple years or some shit, and fucking like maybe she just overdosed and died and shit in her little fucking like cardboard home. Maybe because I'm fucking go for it. Oh, go for it, go for it. 
Because, like, the thing is, like, if they can't find out, like, how she died and shit, if there's no strangle marks or needle marks or something like that and stuff, it's got to be some kind of, like, an overdose or something like that. Like, a heart, like, maybe uh, an induced, like, heart attack or some shit or... She did it, Jimmy. So, is what you're saying is, like, this goth, chubby goth chick, she's homeless. She's, like, you know, like, fuck it, fucking go. I'm going to go live in a cardboard box. One night, she's, like, you know what? That field over there looks really nice. I'm going to go take my box over in that field. I'm going to go get high. You get high as shit. She goes over, gets in her box, fucking ODs. That's that. Crack is whack. Number four. <laughs> Number four. Scrolling, scrolling, fucking scrolling. You know, it's so much better when we just do like, uh, when we have actual like paper. Oh, you can actually oh, yeah. see it and stuff. Oh, dude, paper's oh. the way to go, man. Fuck all this digital shit. Number four. X. Inagawa Kai members, and if you don't know, Inagawa Kai is one of the main, one of the big, uh, you know, gangs here in Japan. You know the gangs. Yeah, the you gangs. know the gangs. You know, jet, sharks, but not. Uh, Ex-Inagawa Kai members admit killing, cutting up fellow gangster two years ago. Now, why do they admit to it now? Like, hey, hey, hey what we did a couple of years ago, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, same thing with time, right? Admit it? Yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah, well, two former organized crime members serving prison terms for a number of thefts admitted to Tokyo Metropolitan Police that they had killed a fellow gang member and buried his body. Oh, I got what happened. Okay, so basically they're at the lunch table in prison with all the other prisoners and shit. And some guy goes, so what are you guys in for? And they don't want to say petty theft, like, we're stealing panties. So they fucking said, we, <laughs> we actually killed, like, a gang member, and we put him in this fucking house and shit. So somebody, like, the warden was overhearing, and he sent his guys over there, and actually, like, there happened to be a body and shit. So now these guys are really fucked. And then basically they're lying the first time and shit, but now they're really fucked, right? Well, it's definitely true in Japan that they fucking clamp the screws down on people to, to get fucking forced confessions. And mm. we've talked about this a lot in the show, about the 24-day holding period or 21 days or whatever it is, where they can hold you, they can wake you up in the middle of the night, they can keep you sleep-deprived, get you to sign, sign, sign a fucking confession. Oh, yeah. Um, Investigators said that the two ex-members of the Inagawa Kai, aged 28 and 37, worked with a third man, a member of a motorcycle gang, to commit a string of thefts from a base of operations in the Kanagawa prefecture. In one case, the members of the group posed as employees of a delivery company while robbing 170,000 yen in cash from a safe inside a woman's home. Oh, that's genius. So they go in and they're like, we have a piano to deliver. Yeah, you ordered a piano, didn't you? The woman's like, oh, it must be a gift from my fucking rich husband. They're like, you know, bringing the piano in. She's helping. She's making tea and stuff for him. One guy runs up to the bedroom, you know, safe behind the picture, fucking cracks the safe, steals the money. They're out. Oh, man. It sounds like a movie, dude. It sounds like Lupin Sansei. Three guys. It does. It sounds like Lupin Lupin Sansei. And at the end, they're like... How much did you pay for that piano? 170,000 yen? <laughs> Dude, it's probably like a Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just set this up and then, wait, let me demonstrate it for you. <laughs> See, if you push this button, one automatic song comes on. It's Peanuts. We play this one here. You got chopsticks. 
Oh, Tokyo man. police arrested the ex-Met gang members and the other man in June of the following year. Um, during subsequent investigation of the matter, police conclude that another member of the Inagawa, Inagawa Kai, who was also affiliated with the same motorcycle gang, had gone missing the year before. Uh-oh. In the latest revelations, the ex-gangsters told police that they killed their missing colleague, then 33 years old, in Yamato Kanagawa, carved up his body and buried the pieces under the floorboards of a home in Ito Shizuoka Prefecture. Find the keyboard, find the body. I think think that you're right, Johnny. So they're at the dinner table in the cafeteria, and then one guy's like, man, the meat here's so tough. I just can't cut through this stuff. And then one guy's like, ha, 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 I know about cutting through meat. One time, me and Saito... Oh, good old times. Farts and giggles. Farts, Farts and, and giggles. giggles. You should have seen him try to cut through that femur. Oh, oh my God. It took us three days. We were thinking about throwing it onto pigs and shit, but it was so big. <laughs> pigs couldn't even get to it. <laughs> we just <laughs> threw it under the floorboards. Ha, ha, ha. House smelled like shit anyway. Fucking who I was know? telling the lady, remember when I had the bow flies coming <laughs> through my ceiling because of the fucking rat infestation of dead corpses? Uh, the first yeah. thing that I thought when I told the lady, I was like, it smells like something died in the ceiling, and I'm not going up there, because if there's a fucking dead body in the ceiling, I do not want to fucking see it, man. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking, like, three-day or four-day or five-day, oh, in the summer? Five-day-old fucking dead body and shit? Oh, Big-ass flies dude. flying down, man. They've been feeding on raw flesh, and then they come down, and they're, like, hopping on your food at the dinner table. Next thing you know, you have Ebola. Oh, I'm going to puke on my beer, dude. Ugh. Man, dude, you know you drink it, Johnny. Evil is worse than booze. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's just more fuel for the fire. More oh, fuel for the fire. God, number three. Number three. He. Let's see what we got here. Number three. Number three. Two number. men jump to deaths from train platform in Tokyo. Were Not one, Johnny. But two. <laughs> Did one have like an umbrella? Where they, they were jumping like fucking Mary Poppins and shit. They're holding Jim, hands. Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, Jim, Jim, Jeroo. You jump and I'll jump and you'll jump too. <laughs> it's like Suicide Girls or what was that? What was that? Oh, What's, Suicide Club. Suicide Club. It's like Suicide Club. All the girls jumping onto the train off the train platform at Nakato Station. Instead, it's like two men. They're just like really big fans, dude. Like, oh my really god, big. we're gonna be just like all those fifty-seven year old or fifty-seven uh, high school girls. I wonder if they were wearing high school girl uniforms when they jumped. Mm, probably not, but I'm sure they had pink socks. Two men After in their fifties or sixties jumped to their deaths from the same platform at Komaba Todaimai Station on the Inokashio line on Monday. Which, by the way, last week my kid was going to English summer camp, which mm-hmm. was at Komaba Todaimai Station. Um, it's on the Inokashio line, but it's a local station. So between every local train, an express train comes zipping through on its way to Shibuya Station. Oh, the Inokashio line? Yeah, yeah, There's right there, right in front of the Todai campus, on that line, uh, Tokyo actually. University campus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV Asahi reported that the men were standing about 20 meters apart, so they weren't holding hands. Oh. Uh, as the train bound for Shibuya approached the station, one man jumped, and the second man did likewise, in what police believe may have been a joint suicide. The driver of the train was quoted as saying he was unable to stop in time. Police said one man was confirmed dead at the scene. The second man was taken to hospital, where he was pronounced dead a short time later. <laughs> the head lives like 15 minutes after it's detached from the body. <laughs> Get him to the hospital. Real quick 
He's just like a head in like a glass thing, like on Futurama. They're like, we can keep it alive. <laughs> oh my God, they can put him in Ed 209. Ed 209, dude. Wait, that. Ed 309. 309. Uh, Wait, was did it you ever watch the new one? No. Dude, I heard it sucked from like everybody, so I don't want to yeah. watch it. I talked about it before, but everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was like, I'm not watching that. That the new one's black, and I'm like, dude, you can't say that. What you racist? <laughs> and they're like, no, like his suit's black. <laughs> like the metal, the robot, like his suit. You know, Robocop's suit. He was silver before. He's black this time. I was like, oh, I thought you meant the actor, man. Like it's like you can't get down. <laughs> like. Damn, dude, that that's still kind of racist. Yeah, it kind of. It's <laughs> still kind of. Ra- yeah, it's a racist against. It's like silver it. people rule. They're way better. Silver robots are way better than black robots. Oh my god, you think in the future when humanity is all dead and shit and gone, and all we have left is fucking like Terminator robots and shit? There's gonna be like Terminator racism and shit. Like the silver Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger robots are gonna be fucking like fighting like the black robots and shit like that. It's gonna be like a a robot race war or some shit. Robot race war. I like that, Johnny. Except for it'll be it'll be like version like seven point two against seven point one. You know? Oh my god! I got like, all I got my money. No upgrade. You have no upgrade. Oh shit! I got all my money in Ed two hundred nine. I, I can't believe the fucking RoboCop actually fucking survived fighting that thing. That was a fucking killing machine, dude. Dude, it was awesome. It kind of looked like a Robotech robot. You know, when I was a kid, I loved Robotech. Mm-hmm. And it looked like one of the Robotech robots because they had those like machine gun hands and shit like that, the Gatling gun hands and stuff. So cool, man! Dude, awesome, man! Number. Dude, well, well, well to, to, to talk about robots very, like, very briefly though. But the thing is, like, now that we're talking about robots and shit like that, in the '80s, robots looked pretty fucking sweet. In the '70s, they're a little bit cheesy and shit like that. But you know what? The way like everything is now is so PC and shit. Like fucking toys are PC. If you buy like a toy gun or a cap gun and shit, is pink and shit like that. Yeah, in the future, right? dude. I, I think our robots are not going to look cool. I think our robots are going to look like fucking Voltron and shit. Well, you know the, how robots are getting now is robots are getting to the point where they're starting to look more and more like humans, but they're almost too human-like. All these, like, the, the Japanese robots of, like, the, you know, the woman receptionist and, you know, like, all these, like, and you, you know, like, there's people making the sex bots and stuff like that. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, I think that when you get so close to looking like a human, it's even creepier than when you're just a fucking robot, man. Oh, dude, like Johnny Cab and shit and fucking Total Recall. Hi, yeah, where are you heading? Right? That's the one <laughs> creepy cab driver, dude. Way creepier than any fucking like Sikh wearing a turban. Those guys aren't creepy at all. They're always smiling. They, they have incense burning in their car, dude. And awesome uh, music. Not always, man. Have you been in New York? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now number, was it? Three, two, two. Two. Man threatens hotel employee with knife, steals 180,000 yen or about $1,800. A man brandishing a knife robbed a business hotel of 180,000 yen in Tokyo's Shinagawa ward on Sunday afternoon. The hotel employee had been threatened by the assailant, um, was not harmed during the incident. According to police, the man entered the hotel around 4.40 p.m. and threatened a 47-year-old female reception desk employee with a knife, demanded that she give him the money. The hotel employee fled into a nearby room, after which the man reached over the counter and took 180,000 yen from the cash register, then left. The reason why I brought this story, Johnny, mm-hmm. is every time I go into a convenience store these days, it mm-hmm. seems like there's stacks of money laying around. Mm-hmm. I was in, a, in Kashima, I was at the convenience store, and behind the, not in the register, but just behind the counter, was like a stack of like Ichiman and bills. Oh. I was telling you, I was in, on the last episode, I was in a convenience store here in Koenji, and there was a box of money sitting on the counter. 
Dude, I think fucking 7-Eleven is just trying to tempt you. Like, oh, I think sun's I think coming. Which sun's good. Give him the money. Put it up there. We're going to bust yeah, them this like, time. Get, we're going to get them. We're just going to get them. Maybe it's like, the, and, you know, there's cameras everywhere. You're not going to get away with it, you know? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, dude. I think that they're they're fishing. That's a lure, man. Probably It's like so, when the man. cops send out that, like, that one hot female cop on the force, they send her out for like John patrol and she dresses uh-huh. up like as a hot hooker and then all the guys <laughs> get out their surveillance gear and their iPhones, you know, and they're like, you know, they got her out on patrol and then some John comes party. up and asks if she sucks dick, you know, it's one of those things, man. I love you long time, long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, the, the one thing about the story, going back to the story, though, I think there's a misprint and shit, because fucking, if you go to any single, if you go to any business hotel anywhere and shit in Japan and stuff, everybody pays with the fucking company credit card, right? So Usually. fucking everybody, yeah, right? Fucking, I think it, this year is like a misprint. I think it's got to be like a love hotel, because nobody pays to, at a love hotel with a credit card and shit, because uh, their wives would no. find out, right? I've been to plenty of love hotel in my time, and I've n- only used cash. I don't even think they take credit cards now. I mean, maybe now, but most of the time, when when I used to go to love hotels, cash only, man. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 your wife gonna find out. Use cash. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Thanks. You're, like, so okay. you're all drunk and Watch wasted my back. from some club. You're like, that's a good point there. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I guess I can tip you too now. Then, huh? Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Take this for yourself, honey. And like, it's always like a seventy-year-old lady working the counter too. Oh, shit. Hey, man. Fucking old people need to work, too, man. Need to work, too, man. Number one. Wakayama man arrested for attaching underwear to cars of women he doesn't know. Whoa. Attaching his underwear to cars and shit, dude? Dude, Well, think about this. Skid marks. Skid marks, cars, they go together, right? He doesn't need any tape or string. He just sticks them on. So gross. Tokyo, <laughs> not in Tokyo, reported in Tokyo, a man in the Wakayama prefecture stands accused of violating the obscene behavior clause of the prefecture's nuisance prevention order. I have no idea about this, Johnny, but it sounds like it's illegal to put underwear on people's cars. I, I don't see why. The suspect is 48-year-old Yoshikazu Kabe, who works for the transportation, a transportation business in Wakayama City. Mm. According to police, during the late night of March 3rd in the morning of March 3rd, Fourth, he allegedly affixed several pairs of women's underwear to the vehicle of a 22-year-old woman Ooh. while in the car, while while the car sat in a parking lot in that area. Uh, also, according to police, the man admitted to the crime, but also said that he had no relationship with the woman whatsoever. Furthermore, there were at least four similar instances in the city between March and May of this year. Do okay, Johnny, go back for a second. Hmm. What is this man's job? Well, what was his job? No, I wasn't listening. <laughs> he works in the transportation business. Okay. And he's taking women's panties and putting them on women's cars. I think this guy has some sort of weird transportation car fetish. Wait, where he's putting... That doesn't make any sense. How can you get off by putting fucking like like grainy panties and tea bags and fucking man-haters on fucking cars and shit? I don't know, and I don't know what transportation business is either, man. Maybe he's the dude that, like, the engineer that programs the stoplights or something. Maybe he doesn't like female drivers. I don't know, man. It's really weird. Why panties, dude? Why panties? Where did he get these panties? Did he buy new panties? Did he get some vending machine panties? Did he take some, like, one of his female friend's panties? 
Maybe it's the panties that he was wearing, or maybe he stole the panties from the girls and shit from the balconies, and this is how he's like like returning them after he's worn them for about a year oh, or something they like would that. Totally recognize him, Johnny. They would recognize their own <laughs> panties unless if he's oh, swapping the between the chicks. Oh shit, dude, that's fucking nasty. Then again, you know what? For Christmas, if you get socks, bad gift. If you get underwear. It's acceptable. Everybody needs underwear. Everyone uses them. And, then, and that's another thing. Say that they're new panties. These bitches shouldn't be complaining. You go out to your car one morning, there's all kinds of new fucking weekend thongs, some like heavy month fucking granny panties. You got all that shit stuck to your car. It's like fucking Christmas. Oh, dude, it is a like Christmas. Happy birthday to me. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, and I can't believe going to the cops. And then uh, why would you go to the cops and shit? Unless, like, I mean, he fucking had panties, like, all over the car and shit, okay, dude. Okay, so did the woman, this is the good question, did the woman drive her car to the cops with the panties still on the car? Or <laughs> Look at what he the did! Cop, the cops came out to the parking lot, and she stood there next to the car for a half hour waiting for the bicycle cops to show up with the panties attached to her car. Oh, my God. Do you think they could just smell the car? There's, like... <laughs> It's down this road. <laughs> they bring out the sniffer dogs. <laughs> I mean, Saito-san. Oh, dude, yeah, Saito-san can totally fucking smell that shit a mile away. they out there on, like, a leash. They're like, come on, Saito-san, lead us to him. Lead us to him. There's dirty like panties him. in this city. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> They're more west than east. Let's go west. <laughs> oh, dude, man. So, like... Yeah, okay, maybe he's not a panty thief, maybe he bought new panties, maybe he, like, took ex-girlfriend's panties, who knows, but uh, he's going, 48 years old, going around sticking panties on women's cars, and he works for a transportation department, this is some weird fetish shit, man. Weird fucking shit, dude, this is some psychotic shit, dude, and fucking this guy should be locked up and throwing away a key and shit, and I mean, fucking, yeah, yeah, we should but do that too. then to him. again, you know... You know, he's 48 years old. He hasn't been, he's been out of the pussy scene for a while. You know, he's not dating so much and stuff. He's like, you know, I'm going to ease into it. You know, I'll give her a gift first and then I'll go by her house next week, ask her out in a day. You know, she's already, she's already wearing brand new nice panties. I just gave them to her, you know, don't have to worry about that old shit. That's a fucking good point. See, I was thinking more of the thing like where like he started off like fucking like like giving like girls like presents like 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 maybe gloves and then socks and like like shirts and then <laughs> pants and shit. And he's just working his way up the ladder and then panties. Next thing he's gonna be fucking like like used condoms or some shit. Dude, that's even worse. If you if you're a chicken, you go out to your car in the morning. And there's socks taped all over your car. You're gonna be like, I am not fucking going to work today. I'm going inside, locking the fucking door. Who knows what's been going on with those socks or fucking, yeah, dude, that's weird. Dude, and if he keeps on hitting, like, the same person with different kinds of clothes and shit, their car could be labeled the mystery machine because every time she wakes up and she goes onto her fucking car, who knows what kind of a present she's going to have. Oh, oh dude. panties again, mystery machine, I hate you. <laughs> I, already, I already have three months worth of panties. Oh, shit, that's oh, fucked up. Man. Dude, remember, people, you can go to GotFadeJapan.com, and that's where you donate to the show to keep our hosting going and keep us full of booze, man. Fade we also it are, forward. Yeah, fade it forward, man. If you have something that you want to share with us, go to Facebook, Coffee Japan on Facebook, and uh, post it up there, man. Mm. And you know what? If you have any funny stories, if you have something that you're kind of promoting that's kind of up our alley, go for it, man. Post it up there. If I don't like it, I'll fucking hide that shit. Yeah, dude. Questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, definitely send it to us and shit like that. And fucking if it's good enough, we'll put it on the show, dude. Yeah, and we're on uh, Instagram, we're on <clears throat> uh, Twitter, all that stuff. And our sponsor is Johnny. 
Gamuso, Gamuso. I said it once and I'll say it again. Located in Asagaya. If I'm working, come down and tip me. And we still have open spot for one more sponsor out there. So if you have something new going on, I know that we got hit up by a guy that's making some comic books, man, on Twitter. I'm going to hit you back, homie. Uh, sorry, I don't have my phone in front of me to check out your handle, but... Uh, he says he's putting together like a, maybe it was six issues of comics or something. Oh, and, you know, like something like that. That's good stuff, man. That's good promotion for you. Do it very affordably and you can get your name out here in Japan because we do have a lot of listeners here in Japan. I run into them all the time, man. And mm-hmm. I told you, I just talked about last week, dropped the kid off at uh, his summer camp. And one of the teachers at the summer camp recognized my voice from the show, man. Oh shit! He's like, <laughs> I you was like, sound like a real asshole. You gotta like, be shanked. I was like, okay, <laughs> I understand you listen to the show. Please don't beat my kid when I'm not around. <laughs> dude, oh man, dude, oh, that's crazy. Dude. And you know what, people? This is one fucking ninety nine. We're gonna be back in about ten days with episode two hundred faders, motherfucking two hundred. So definitely. We're not going to be here in one week. It's probably going to be about a week and a half and shit, but uh, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, because we're going to drop it like a motherfucking A-bomb. Wait, too Booyaka, soon? Booyaka. Too soon? <laughs> anyway. your face, bitches. Oh, dude, it's going to be splattered all over your car and shit, like pantyhose everywhere. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to shut this shit down because this room is getting hot. Shit, hotter than hell. All right, on that note, faders, catch you next week. Peace. Peace.